Welcome back to Yeah, that can't be good. A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka. Let's get going. Hey, it's Doug with the TV Guide Synopsis. Season 4, Episode 13, Glimpse. Applicants swarm Fargo after he solicits volunteers for a space mission. Persistent headaches plague Allison. Carter plans a getaway. Lupo is fitted with special lenses that help predict possible security threats and calamities. Will Wheaton and Stan Lee guest star. Original air date July 25th, 2011. Creators Andrew Cosby and Jamie Paglia. Written by Ed Fowler and directed by Michael Robinson. Writer tomorrow. Today. Adventure. Excitement. Space. Global Dynamics is home to the greatest minds on the planet. But for a mission like the Astraeus, we're looking for the best of the best. Are you up to the challenge? Oh look, there's Dr. Holly Martin, foremost authority on launch vehicle design. And let's not forget Titan. So, if a six-month scientific sojourn with 20 of the world's greatest minds sounds like the getaway of a lifetime, then submit your application today. Time's running out. Global Dynamics wants you. Hi, we're back with Season 4, Episode 13, Glimpse. I'm Vicki, and I'm here with my co-host, Kim. Hello. How you doing? Doing great. I totally forgot about this commercial. This episode opens with Fargo's commercial for the Astraeus Project. Oh, yeah. Which, morning. <laughs> it was. It was like... Uh, I can't remember what it reminded me of, but it reminded me of something. Fargo and Holly are in charge of interviewing the long list of candidates for the Astraeus Project, and they're mobbed when they walk into Cafe Diem. Holly's anxious and says she doesn't do well in crowds. Vincent apologizes and says that everyone has space fever. Fargo offers to take the lead in the interviews, but Holly says she'll manage. They have to interview 387 applicants to select a final 20. Dr. Parrish comes over to the table with limacoids, and he says it's the perfect food for the mission. Dr. Fargo, looking rather dapper today. Parrish, that was a tie you've picked out. Almost makes your head look normal size. Was more what I expected. And Dr. Martin, might I add, you are looking fetching. Oh, thank you. That's probably an attempt to get on my good side for your interview. No, ma'am. I'm merely stating an empirical fact. Oh, well, in that case... <laughs> what do you want, Parrish? Oh, it's not what I want. It's what you want. Presenting the latest in interstellar molecular gastronomy. My limacoids are a nutritionally perfect food. They will provide for every dietary need on Titan. Mmm, tastes like chicken. Holly tries one and says they taste like chicken. Fargo has to be coaxed into trying one and then finds out they're banana slugs. Were they eating banana peels or were they eating slugs? Banana slugs. Oh, banana slugs. Yeah, you thought they were banana peels? I don't know why I thought they were banana, because I'm saying banana peels. Why would they, because they were kind of brownish. They were gross looking. Like an old banana yeah. peel. That's oh, what yeah, it looked okay, like okay. to be an old banana okay, peel. Okay, yeah. So I'm going, well, well, I guess you can, can you make old banana peels taste <laughs> like chicken? Well, you know what the funny thing is? <laughs> so I, that's why I said I thought it was banana peels. I guess, yeah, I guess it does kind of look like rotten banana. Because the way he yeah. was chewing on it, you know how... Well, that's way- the thing I was wondering. When Holly took, she took a little tiny, tiny piece. Yeah. And he gives one to Fargo, and it's about two inches long. Right. And if I didn't want to try not something, I wouldn't be shoving the whole thing in my mouth. Right, and he's chewing and- on it, but it looks like he's chewing on an old banana peel. Yeah. So that's why I thought, because I'm thinking <laughs> if it's an actual slug and it's alive, wouldn't it be a little less chewier and a little bit mushy? Yeah. Oh, gross. I know. It's, that's so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So Allison comes to the smart house in time to see Zane leaving. Good morning, Sarah. I'm detecting a change in your electrolytes since you arrived last night. Would you like a sports drink? No, thanks, Sarah. I'm good. I don't know why she stops by in the morning, I guess, to say good morning. I don't know. Both Jack and Allison see him. Joe comes downstairs and says, don't say anything. <laughs> but you know what I'm surprised? How come uh, Sarah didn't say anything? When Allison walked in the door, how come the house did not notice that? That Allison walked in the house? Yeah, that? that's something's wrong. I think she knew Zane was there. No, no, no. Usually, oh, no, I usually, see what you're saying. Oh. Usually she could tell you're when right. something's wrong when somebody walks in the house. You're right. From attitude to temperature to whatever else happened. I didn't even think of that. And I was waiting. As soon as she walked in the door and I saw she was in that smart house... She, I thought she was going to say something. She didn't say anything. You're right. You're right. I why never, did she, why I didn't she say anything? You're right. I never thought of that at all. Mm-hmm. Even when Zane comes down the stairs, she says his electrolytes are... Yeah. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. Right. You're right. And you didn't notice anything about Allison? Mm. That's weird. You're right. Mm-hmm. Allison says she still has a headache, but she doesn't like doctors, mm. even though she's a doctor. Carter is planning a trip for the whole family. He kind of gets nervous after he says it that it's too soon, but she likes it. She thinks it's cute. Later at GD, Joe comes to Zane's lab to have Hal's put in her eyes. She tells him that last night was it, and he keeps saying that she says that every time. So <laughs> yeah. apparently this has been going on for, for a, while. a while. Jack and Fargo arrive for the demonstration. Pals are predictive algorithm lenses, and they predict security breaches and accidents and the probabilities of them happening before they happen. The project is run by a thermal displacement fluid that is in a very large hole in Zane's lab. Every time they have one of those big holes, it makes me nervous. I don't know why. I'm watching TV. I know nobody's going to fall in it. Mm-hmm. I get nervous. Yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what it is with its heights, I guess, yeah. but I just get nervous watching it. Fargo didn't realize they could also show the human factor, like deceit. So he's starting to get ideas. Carter doesn't want them at all. He says he's a real cop. Yeah, because didn't he have issues the last time he got something implanted? The phone thing, right? Yes, the thing that gave him a shock every time he said a Z or... Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) I don't blame him either. Yeah, They're always sticking him with Mm -hmm. things and they go wrong. Like we said, Carter says that he's a real cop, so he's not going to hear the end of that statement. Mm -hmm. Joe gets called to Parrish's lab, and she asks if the real cop wants to go with her. <laughs> On the way, Joe and Carter talk about Zane. She says she's just getting him out of her system. She wouldn't have to get him out of her system if she was over it like she says she was. Um, but she's been doing that for five or six weeks now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of time has passed even Wait, since the rocket. Not, see, they would have had that song, Good Loving. Good, 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 good loving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go back. <laughs> Well, that's the song that... Oh, it was way back. Yeah, Doctor Doctor. Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> Flashback to season Flashback one. To Alien season one. Oh, Jim? Jim Taggart, yes. Yeah, Jim. Yeah. Jim used to, wasn't he on that show? I'm trying to remember. It was a comedy, and I'm trying to remember the song. It was a song that came out back when we were in high school, and he was, he was a doctor, wasn't he? I don't know. Or am I wrong? I don't know. In high school. Yeah, um, it could have been in our early 20s, too. It's, it's a song that came out. It was something with Doctor in it, and it was a comedy. I'm trying and to... I want to say that he reminds me of that person. I don't know if he was a star of the show. 
And now back to the present. Now back to the present. Now. That was it, yeah. Because when I looked it up, I was like, oh, all right, mm-hmm. I know that song. Carter's worried about Zoe, of course. It's his daughter. Yeah. They arrive at the lab, and Parrish says that he can't access the cooling system, and his limacoids have to be cooled or whatever. I can't access the cooling system. Someone is messing with my limacoids to eliminate me from the Astraeus mission. Why? It's so much fun. Joe says there's nothing wrong with his passcode. It's just something might must be clogging the pipes. Carter goes to release the lever, and Joe sees with her risk assessment lenses. I forget what the probability percentage was, but it was going to be a problem. Carter, of course, every time he does something stupid, he always has to make a comment like, watch and learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So all the gel rushes out all over Carter, it sends him to the infirmary freezing. Carter and Allison see Holly watching them. Sorry, was I staring? Yes. Oh, I do that sometimes. Now it's awkward. She says she was going over a list of candidates and noticed that Allison's name wasn't on it. Apparently, in this timeline, Allison wrote a book about space medicine called The Blake. Carter sees that it's possible that Allison would want to go. She denies that she wants to go. You know, she said it used to be a dream of hers, but she doesn't want to go now. She's a mother. But it doesn't look like he believes her. Back at the interviews, Fargo seems to be evaluating and dismissing candidates rather quickly, Parrish included. Parrish gets aggravated and tells him this is not over. Dr. Dillon, who's holding some sort of bottle, and Henry, with his immersion projection system, are the only ones that we see make it through. Fargo asks Holly to dinner, and she accepts. Joe and Carter meet up, and Carter tells Joe about Holly talking to Allison about the mission. Joe notices Parrish and Dillon arguing, and her threat assessment shows her that there's a good probability of the bottle Dillon is holding blowing up. I think it's a propellant system or something. Mm -hmm. Although I don't think they tell us at the beginnings. Anyway, she runs and catches it before it hits the ground, after Paris and knocks it out of his hands. So Carter's ready to try the pals. Allison is reading the Blake, but she keeps getting flashes, like computer glitches when she's trying to read, and her head still hurts. Henry comes in and she just says she has a migraine. Henry also tries to convince Allison to apply for the mission. Carter walks in and says that she said she didn't want to go, but his pals say she's not being truthful. Hey guys, hey, my uh, interrupting? Uh, no, uh, I was just congratulating our published author and discussing a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go to Titan. You don't want to go. I mean, that, that's what you said. Yeah. I couldn't leave what I have here for six months, so no, I'm not interested. <laughs> but you guys are, are in the middle of something, so I'll, I'll uh, catch up with you in a bit. You know what's weird? And I watched it twice because I thought I missed something. Where it says she's not being truthful. Mm. It's not a security warning. It's like 76% she's not being truthful or mm. something. But later when he, when Henry shows him that, it's 98% security risk. Yeah. So I thought I missed that somewhere, but I don't think we saw it until Henry showed it to him. i seen it. I just don't remember the number. Or what it was, but I remember that little thing on the bottom come up, and then I said, when he showed it to him, then I said, oh, that's what it said? When we saw it right now, when he was asking her about going to space, and she kind of lied and said she didn't want Mm -hmm. to, the risk assessment says 76%, whatever it said, not being truthful. truthful. But the screen we saw that Henry had said, like, 98% security Security risk. It was a different screen. Right. But I think it was just showing how truthful she was being about going. To space, right. And then after, when he showed her that showed her that one, it was something about the, but the security, because she is a risk. She's right. She's a risk now. Absolutely she is. But I don't remember seeing that during the episode until 
Henry showed it to him? It did. Oh, okay. It did, and it was just those two. Because I watched it twice, and I was like, how did I miss that? No, it was Because Henry just says two. to Carter, I guess she just didn't see that. Yeah, because she only saw, she must have only seen the truth part and didn't oh, okay. see the security. Because I right. guess you're not seeing it all at once where everything will be lit up going right. security. It's just that maybe one okay. thing Because the second time I watched it, I was like, all right, I still didn't see that. He didn't show it. That was the first time because I'm going, okay. oh, this is what it said. Then I'm going, well, that doesn't sound right. But then I understood the security risk part. Yeah, absolutely. She's a security risk. Mm. Although I guess she doesn't even know it at this point. Yeah. So Carter and Joe walk into Cafe Diem. Carter sees a probability of Paris choking on his light McCoy. <laughs> Carter runs over and catches it before it hits his mouth. Paris gets angry and Carter tells him to take, take smaller bites. <laughs> Didn't hear you. Take smaller bites. First, Fargo humiliates me. And now you won't even let me masticate in peace? Well, not public. It means to chew. I know. I am finished with all of you. I will be destabilizing the magnetic sheath on my nitroglycerin mix if anyone cares. <laughs> it's funny when they have to stop one of these things before it happens because yeah. nobody knows what the heck they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris is angry and he says he'll be destabilizing something about nitroglycerin <laughs> if anybody cares. Joe starts seeing a risk as he walks out. Carter sees it as well. It's a risk for a cataclysmic event. Next, they see Zane walk in the door, and the explosion follows him. He's blown away from behind. So, obviously, Zane isn't there. They're seeing this risk assessment of what's going to happen, and I forget how many hours they have. But when they see the explosion, they dive to the ground yeah. because I, I think, you know, they're not used to wearing these things, and yeah. they're not used to this not being what's going on. <laughs> when they get up, everybody's just looking at them. <laughs> they know whatever's going to happen will happen in the next few hours. Joe goes to talk to Zane, and Carter ev- evacuates Cafe Diem. Vincent says, why? And he says, I have no idea. <laughs> but they evacuate. And then he goes to talk to Parrish about the nitroglycerin. Meanwhile, the evaluations continue, and we get a cameo with Stan Lee applying for a position, which was cute. That was adorable. I was yeah. glad they stuck him in there. And he did his, uh, you won't like me when I'm angry, yeah. the Hulk oh. thing. <laughs> what did he call himself? Dr. It's probably something I'm supposed to know, but I don't read comic books. Mm-hmm. Dr. Geresimo. That's Dr. Strange. And that's Dr. from the X. No, that's Xavier. I don't know if Dr. Strange and Dr. Xavier. Yeah, I'm probably supposed to know what that means. It was probably supposed to mean something, but I don't read comic books, so I don't know <laughs> what it was supposed to be. Yeah, but. it's been a while. I had to look back on that one. Considering the shows and the movies I like, I should be yeah. somebody who liked comic books, but... I never really got into him. You're running this thing, son? What are you, 12? Dr. Lee, is it? I prefer Generalissimo, but uh, Dr. Lee will do. Well, I see your focus is experimenting with the effects of gamma radiation. I've produced some surprising results. Don't you think you're just a titch too old for space travel? Don't make me angry, son. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Sorry, Generalissimo. Next. Joe tells Zane, she tells him about the upcoming explosion, but she doesn't tell him that he was killed. Zane says the pals went offline because something's overtaxing the system. So now they're stuck because they saw this explosion, but they can't see any more about it. Carter talks to Parrish, who is his normal, unlikable self, but he's kind of right. He says to Carter, so you're questioning me about something that you think I might do. (laughs) 
and he tells them that the nitro he uses is for his limacoids and he only uses a small amount and it's for their food. He admits to being angry about being cut and he says that if anyone who says they don't want to go is lying. So, of course, Carter thinks of Allison. Mm-hmm. Fargo and Holly come over to ask what's wrong and Joe doesn't tell them the problem. She just says it's a situation. But she says they're working on it. I don't know why she doesn't tell him. I don't know if she doesn't want... I don't really know why she doesn't tell him. He's the head of GD. He, he shouldn't know. Unless she just doesn't want to tell him in front of Holly. Yeah, that still doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So Holly tells Jack and Joe how easily Fargo can read people and how fast the interviews are going. Jack immediately knows that Fargo must have a set of pals and that he's what's overtaxing the system. Mm-hmm. He takes Fargo with him, leaving Holly to continue the interviews alone. Zane tells him that his system is only made to support two people at a time, so Fargo having the pals screwed everything up, as usual. Joe tells Fargo about the situation they saw and mentions that Zane could die. And Fargo's like, this is what you call a situation? So don't tell us why they didn't tell him. What's the big deal anyway? Main Street is about to be leveled, and the pals were the only thing that could show us how. That is what you call a situation? Again, you could have told me. Well, we have no idea if what we saw is going to happen. Zane could die, and... What? Ow! Zane hits his head while he's trying to fix the pal system. Which what do you gives, mean? Why did they not tell on Zane? Why did they not tell Fargo what the situation oh, was? Oh, okay. About you know, Zane dying? Yeah. Well, the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Things They didn't tell him about anything. They just said there's a situation, but we're working on it. And the only reason they took Fargo with them is because they figured out that he was the one who was overtaxing the system. Mm-hmm. Fargo gets mad and he says, this is not what you call a situation. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole town's going to explode. Zane hits his head, and that gives him the cut that they saw on his head when he mm. walked into Cafe Diem. Zane thinks that Henry's conversion program may be able to upload the info that they have already and create the explosion so they might learn something about what causes it. Allison takes the pals out of Jack's eyes, and after he gets over the pain, he tells Allison that she can go to Titan and he'll take care of the kids and everything else while she's gone. And she promises to think about it. That was nice of him. He's usually not that uh, supportive. Well, he usually is, but it takes a lot to get him there. Zane gives Joe the hard drive for the PAL system. Fargo confesses to Holly that he used the PALs. Holly is really upset because this mission is important and he just made his decisions based on experimental technology. Henry was able to extract the data from the PAL system to show them the explosion. He says it'll continue to become more detailed over time. Henry charges it up and creates Cafe Diem, and we see Zane walk in and the explosion. They freeze it. Carter notices there was a shockwave first mm-hmm. before the explosion. I thought that was cool, though, the way they got this set up as they walk. It just materialized. It just kept materializing, cool. yeah. I know. Some of the things you just wish they really worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Outside, we see that the explosion came all the way through town from GD. Back at GD, Fargo is in control and giving orders for evacuation. Holly seems impressed and says that she knew he had it in him. Joe goes to Zane's lab because he has the PAL system up and running. Now, he said a little while ago it would take him weeks, but he's got it. I guess they thought they were just going to put him back in and figure out what was going on, but I think it was getting to be too late at this point. Back at the recreation, Jack and Henry talk about Titan, and Carter tells Henry that he will support Allison if she wants to go. First, they notice Fargo's bobblehead and they realized that it came all the way from GD. Then they noticed Dr. Dillon's propellant canister. So they think that his canister is what caused everything. Joe arrives at Zane's lab. She apologizes again for not telling Zane. She tells him again that they don't work. Jack and Henry talk to Dillon. He says the flames from the explosion are class D, 
and could not have been caused by his propellant container. Class D is a combustible metal fire. So Carter wonders what causes metal to combust. Henry says it would have to be a massive thermal meltdown. And then they realize it must be from the PAL system itself because he said something about thermal whatever was running that. Thermal, what the heck was it? I know, it was thermal (laughs) something that was running his PAL system. Mm. Carter gets to Zane's lab, but it's already melting down. He gets a call. Everybody's supposed to be evacuating, but Parrish, of course, is taking his sweet old time because he doesn't want to leave his banana slugs or whatever (laughs) they are. And Parrish is giving Fargo another one of his speeches about how he doesn't deserve the job and the job was just given to him, blah, blah, blah. Forget the stupid slugs. Right, because throwing away my life's work is so inconsequential, especially to a spoiled Eureka legacy who's had everything handed to him. What are you talking about? I killed myself at MIT while everyone was out killing orcs and pillaging villages and getting all sorts of booty. Sure, it didn't hurt to have good old Grandpa Pierre Fargo's name to open up all those doors for you either. And then you slammed those doors shut in my face. Okay, I admit I may have been a little harsh during your evaluation, but if we survive this, I will give you a do-over. Security alert. But um, Jack comes in and he remembers the pipe that he pulled in the dormancy gel that froze him. So he asks Fargo if he could reroute it to the Palcor. Fargo does, but it doesn't come out. So Joe has to climb down into the core to get the valve open with heels on. I know. I was like, oh, I'm not used to this, Joe. I said, where the <laughs> heck is her daggone boots? Her uniform? Let's put her back in uniform. She got heels on and I'm going, and she's cli- why are you climbing down with some heels? I'm like, I, I picture her in her uniform, yeah. not in heels. Right, and not climbing into a in hole. <laughs> she gets it open, but with all of the steam it's creating, she's having a hard time holding on and can't get out. Now, here's another question. They have this valve, and they have a manual way to open it. But they put the ladder, but she climbs down the ladder, and then she has to climb over to it. Right. If the valve has a manual open, why would you put the ladder somewhere where you couldn't reach reach it? And how did he get there in the beginning anyways? Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at that. Because she's trying to get out and she's got her legs. Yeah, like rock climbing. Right. Mm -hmm. So Zane comes to her rescue and pulls her out. Core temperature is stabilized. So later at Cavi Diem, Carter and Joe talk about Zane. Carter tells her to just let it be, meaning just don't overthink it and just see what happens. Fargo and Holly talk about dinner. She decided it should be a date and not business. Fargo tells her that he saw a prediction when he was wearing the pals of her kissing him. Now, did we see that? No. Okay, because, again, I thought I missed something. I think he made that up. I don't know. He's a little sneaky. I think he did, just to see what she would say. Which is odd, because the pals don't make predictions for your love life. I think he was just saying it to see what she said, or... Yeah. But I don't... I don't think he saw it. I, I believe he didn't see it. I huh. believe he just said it. I was like, again, did I, do I have to watch this again to see if I missed that too? Mm. And Holly gets upset when he says that because she says the pals are supposed to show security risks. Because it showed him that, it must mean that she and Fargo together could pose some sort of risk. She cancels dinner because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to date him or whatever because they could somehow together become a security risk. We don't know how, but it doesn't tell us how. Mm-hmm. Back at the smart house, Carter tries to read the Blake, and Allison tells him that she doesn't want to go on the mission, that she gave up that dream, and this is her dream now. Mm-hmm. Henry calls Carter to GD, and he says he's been going through all of the PAL information and finds one that he thinks Carter should see was of Allison. It says security threat 99.8%. Mm-hmm. 
You know I got songs in my head. So because when he rescued, I want to say someday my friends will come. <laughs> what was the last one you said? What's the other one? There was something else that you said. Another song came to my mind, and I'm like saying to myself, "Oh my god, the other episode." Now I'm gonna think of song lyrics. It was something. Some song came to my head, and I'm going, "Oh, a whole bunch of songs are coming up." You'll think of it in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the night. So, is there anything we missed? No, that's pretty good. We finally got Will Wheaton back. Yeah, banana slugs. <laughs> I know. That's disgusting. So I like all the new characters. I like yeah. Holly. Mm-hmm. I like, like we said, Will Wheaton. Senator Wen comes back a lot. Okay. I don't know if there's any other actual new characters now. How many seasons is it? It's only five, but season five is really short. They canceled it abruptly. Mm-hmm. It was a whole big thing. They were supposed to get this many episodes, and then all of a sudden they cut it to this, and then they canceled it. And I think the creators, if I remember correctly, begged and pleaded for one more episode because they were just going to end it where it was. Oh, okay. And they begged and pleaded for one more episode to to tie everything up because I would have been pissed. If I watch this whole show. I mean, I guess where it ended, it could have ended, but it wouldn't have been a good ending. Right. So the last episode is really rushed, but mm-hmm. still, I think they did a fantastic job tying okay. up everything. Season five is short, and we're almost through season four at this point. Okay. We're more than halfway through. So they, I think they did a good job wrapping well, it up. Okay. I'll look forward to seeing it. All right. So if you didn't have anything else. I'm good. All right. So we'll be back next week with episode 14. See you later. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Douglas Fargo. Too dangerous to love. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next time for season four, episode 14, Up in the Air. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch. Or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at eurekarewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at eurekarewatch at gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.